Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 162 recorded live on Saturday, July 17th, 2010. So, random topic. For episode 162, I rolled ahead of time and we got the city of Perth, either one. I did not know there was more than one version of the city of Perth. I was not. I, I know of the one in um, Australia. Where we have a majority There's of our one listeners. In I'm sorry? There's one in Scotland? Yeah, we have a, a significant number of listeners in Perth, Australia. There's a Perth, Scotland. Hmm. Oh, both places I'd like to go visit. Yes. Yeah, the one in Scotland is very pretty. Uh, and I hear the one in Australia is very pretty as well, because that's where Melanie and Josh went on their honeymoon. The one in Australia is gorgeous, but it's it's a city. Right. I mean, like, it, it is a modern metropolis. Scotland, Perth looks like a, kind of an old-timey, very historic area. Let's see, the record high right now for July, 79 degrees. Wait, what? In Scotland or in Australia? Remember, Andy, the other hemisphere. I, oh, yeah. It's the coldest time of the year for them. Yeah, 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 yeah. They have a zoo. Ooh. Really? The zoo. I, yeah, that, I like the skyline of Perth, Australia. Is it kind of odd that I would love to go to, like, Sydney and then drive from Sydney to Perth? No. Why? It would it would be fun because I mean that's a pretty cool road trip throughout Australia. Granted, there's not much in the middle. Not if you go through the middle of it. <laughs> but you still get to see Australia. It's still a, a, a totally different continent. Yeah, it's almost as big as the continental time. United States. People do cross country U.S. all the time. Yes, but there is stuff in the middle. Oh yeah, I'll give you that. There, there really isn't. We, we discussed this with Cuzza that there really isn't anything in the middle of um, uh, Australia. Australia. It's, it's pretty empty. Well, then, then drive along the coastline from Sydney to Perth. Doesn't mean you have to drive right through the middle. Well, the the average high for July is sixty four degrees Fahrenheit. That's livable. That's cooler than I thought. Huh. Do I average high for July? July winter. Right. Exactly. Oh, that's that, oh, that's Southern funny. Hemisphere. I got it. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. I was still trying to distinguish which Perth you were talking about. This is why this random topic is slightly challenging. Talk about one Perth and another Perth. Ah, and yeah. Well, I, I think we've been concentrating on Perth, Australia, which, by the way, you I can know. go to for a mere one thousand three hundred and sixty-two dollars. I'd rather take that money and go back to school. It is a 30-hour trip. Sorry, 31 hours. <laughs> oh, my. 31-hour trip. Whew. Lovely. Ooh, I'm wondering what stops you make. I think I'll go to, I think I'll go to the one in So, Scotland. leaving from Detroit to L.A., L.A. to Sydney, and then Sydney to Perth. God, the L.A. to Sydney flight would just be forever and a freaking day. That is a but long trip. I think you can spread trip. it out by stopping. But what you could do is stop in Hawaii for, like, I don't know, a couple of days and then make it to Sydney. Because the flight from Hawaii to Sydney wouldn't be as bad. No. Okay. So the trip would cost, like, $3,000 then? You probably. Could you even go from Hawaii to Perth? Go, go, kayak. <laughs> I like how we really don't care about Scotland. It's just, oh, yeah, Perth, Australia, awesome. Hello? No, I want to go to Scotland. It is Scotland, right? Yeah, we said that, right? Yeah. Everyone there has Scots. I wanted to go to Scotland, too. I am partially Scottish. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. What's really funny is that Perth awesome. in Australia is probably named after the uh, Perth in uh, Scotland. Oh, yeah? That's what I'm thinking. That's what... It probably makes sense, because Australia was the British uh, prison island, so I'm guessing the Perth Australia is named for the Perth Scotland. At least that's mm-hmm. my thoughts on the process. Yes. Dave is currently trying to reconnect. <laughs> hey, we've all had our problems with this on the podcast, so it's not just oh, me. Just one of those days. And I don't know how to... I was trying to click on answer, but it's not letting me. Well, it's... <laughs> I think that's on your end. Yeah. So, Laura, before you go, <laughs> yeah, or before we lose you again, is there any uh, site you would like to um, pimp, I guess, or promote <laughs> um, on the internet? On the interwebs? Yes. Um, no, I, you know, I gotta say, I actually don't have one that I'm really wanting to, to pimp out. Nothing? No, I'm, I'm probably terrible. No, no website at all? Uh, Come on. You gotta have something. I, I know, I know. 
Well, oh, oh, let's see. Um, oh, there we go. Hi, you're back. Oh, okay. I, I, I do have one. You're going to laugh at me big time for it. Um, I'm a huge fan of the show So You Think You Can Dance, and I just found out that you can watch full episodes of that on online. Uh, so I'm very happy about that. So That's I, the only thing I'm going to film. I can't think of anything else. <laughs> okay. I, I told you it was pathetic. I told you you guys were going to laugh. So are you watching it on Hulu, or are you watching it on now, Fox? Uh, Fox. Ah. I tried on Hulu. And I really should be promoting um, U of M's website, but again, I'm not... I haven't actually started that job yet, so I'll postpone that one. Oh, there are flights from Sydney to Honolulu. So you could go from here to Hawaii and then Hawaii to Australia. Right, that's what I was thinking. Okay. It's not a bad idea. So, um, I, I think that's it. Yeah. It's been, one, okay. it's been one of those days. Laura, thanks for um, sticking with us through... Yeah, thanks for having me last minute and dealing with all of my internet connection issues. The drops. It's okay. If if you haven't heard the drops, awesome. Good. Good. Andy did a good job. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Well, yeah, that's that's the end. All right. Goodbye, everyone. This is episode 163, recorded live on July 23rd, 2010. So, random topic. Sure. Okay. Random topic I rolled ahead of time. Number five was Gary Larson, which Dave... Gary Larson. What did you say when I said the random topic is Gary Larson? Who the hell is Gary Larson? Exactly. And then I looked up who Gary Larson was, and I didn't even need to read anything. I saw the picture, and I'm like, oh, that's who Gary Larson is. I, on the other hand, knew who Gary Larson was ahead of time. Well, aren't you special? I am special. Yes, thank you for noticing. Gary Larson did Farside. Yep. Which, Which is, are really cool. How was it like 15 years or something like that that he yeah. did the far side? From 80 to 95. Hello, Wikipedia. <laughs> he did far side. He's still doing stuff, isn't he? I don't remember what he's doing now. Uh, he's retired now, so maybe not. He did a book called the There's There's a Hair in My Dirt, A Worm's Story. He did a cover for New Yorker magazine, and that was it. He's a funny guy, though. I know. Good cartoonist. Was really I funny don't have about, much else to say about him. Well, what was really funny is all the different topics of the far side. Mm-hmm. He has been said that there was only one comic out of his entire 15 years that was based off of a personal experience. Really? Yeah. Just one comic. Well, but I, I can't assume all the ones with like cows and alligators were based off of personal experience. But it, it's still just the, the wide breadth of topics that he covers. Yeah, is is just crazy. What like cows standing around talking? Yeah, and he talks about the there's music jokes in there, there's science jokes in there, there's pop culture jokes in all his stuff. He had a very wide gamut that he ran. Yeah, and he also has an insect species named after him. Does he? Yes. What insect? The it's a biting loose louse. A biting louse? Only found on owls. And why is it named after him? Because somebody decided to name it after him. Okay. Interesting. He also has a butterfly named after him also. And the Gary Larsonist beetle carries his name. <laughs> the term Thagomizer is actually been was uh, coined by him. That's actually part of the Stegosaurus tale. So I guess they didn't have a name for it. Gary Larson just called it the Thagomizer, and... It stuck. Yes. I see. It's actually being used on the Stegosaur display at the Smithsonian Institution. Nice. I I don't have much else to add about Gary Larson. Have you never had a Farside comic day-by-day calendar? We had a Farside... Yeah, at at Zapzone, we had the day-by-day calendar. I think nobody has really lived until they have had at least one far side page a day uh, no, calendar. I, I think there are plenty of people who have lived without that. No, I don't think you have lived until you have had. No, uh, I think you you've, I think there are plenty who have lived. Are you saying you're not a fan of the far side comics? They're funny, don't get me wrong. But you don't want to have a calendar of them. I don't think it's a requirement for living for saying that I have lived. It's one of those things everybody just has to do once. No, not really at all. Sorry, Andy. Dave, sometimes you just make me sad. Oh, I think it's more than just sometimes, but thank you, Andy. I appreciate that. 
And I think I figured out what I'm getting Dave for Hanukkah. Oh, fuck. This is episode 164, recorded live on Saturday, July 31st. 2010. Anyways, random topic. Antonio Gaudi. Antonio Gaudi. I have never heard of this. Oh, you have heard of him. You just don't know it. I have? Gaudi. Which when it, you talk about like a, a purse or a bag being incredibly gaudy, this is him. This is him. Wow, that is that is a crazy gaudy church. <laughs> <laughs> At least I'm pretty sure this is him. I also like how his name is Anthony. Do you think I should Sounds spell like my? Else I should, should I spell my name with an I? No, no, no. Keep I. Keep keep the Y, not the I. Keep the Y. Besides, you'd have to go to the, the judge and get it changed. Yeah, and they would have to know why, and then I'd be like, no, I... I named after Gaudi? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure this is that Gaudi. I, is there a... Let's see, is there anything on the... What, da, 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 da. It says it's from the Latin gaudium, meaning enjoyment or merrymaking. Hmm. So you Contrary fail. Contrary to what I've heard people assume in the past, etymology of the word gaudy probably is not related to Gaudi's architecture. His, his architecture, just on coincidence, seems to be quite gaudy. Yeah. By the way, I used the first link on Google. <gasps> For shame. Who wrote the article? Uh, it's a blog. Well, okay, who wrote the blog? No, it, it's like a personal blog. Well, okay, who was the author? I'm looking. <laughs> There's a lot of pictures. <laughs> uh, Prone to wander blog.com. It's not helping, Dave. I'm looking for an author. I don't see her name. My life. What was it? Prone Prone to wander? Prone to wander blog.com. Oh, blog.com. Wanderblog.com. Wild West Domains. That's that they're no www, just prone to wanderblog.com. I know. And it's owned by Wild West Domains, which does not give me Oh, yeah, no, that's it, not gonna give you their information. You're not allowed to visit the WHOIS webpage for wildwestdomains.com? <laughs> Great. Anyways, Anthony Gaudi was an architect. He did some crazy stuff. Go look on Wikipedia. <laughs> It should, yeah, it, it should be the first link on Google when you search for his name. Anthony Gaudi. <laughs> okay. Well, that was an, an easy random topic. Uh, thank you all for listening, and have a great week, and enjoy StarCraft 2. I think I'm going to play Fallout 3 instead. Oh, you know what? I've got that too, and I'm, I might play it, but I'm going to go outside now and spend time with friends in person, and then I'll come in and play either StarCraft 2 or Fallout 3. I don't uh, have when, anybody over here to... Yeah, when you left the 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 vault, yeah. did you kill the overseer? No. Damn. Why? Well, I tried to... The first time, I just killed him because he was threatening his daughter. Yes. And then she gets all, why did you kill my father? Yes. Uh, so the second time I, I, I went back, I restarted. I hadn't gotten very far. I'm like, okay, no, you know what? That's not, I want to try and do this without killing him because that's more of who I am. And so I get, I, I had her keep the gun and she pulls it on her father, kill him, but runs away. I beat up the guard. I go to the dad and say like, look, you know, fuck you. I'm leaving. And I go to hack the console. I even know the password on the console, but I still can't get it because I don't see it in there. And at this point, I've lost the opportunity to get the key from him so i have to go back and kill him the keys in one of the lockers the keys in one of the no the the password no, and one of the keys is in one of the lockers too oh both of them are in there yes oh if you kill him they're on his corpse i know okay but i didn't kill him uh i i did she was mad at me <laughs> she was less mad at me the second time because she had you know pulled a gun on him herself but she was still mad at me What's what's really sad is it turns out it's really bad karma to blow up an entire town. You killed Megaton, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> I disarmed the bomb. It was easier just to blow it up. <laughs> no, it was it took no effort to do you walk up to it and say click disarm. <laughs> I didn't have enough explosive capabilities. I leveled up until I did. Right, so... I, I now have a house in Megaton, actually. Well, I don't have to worry about that because there is no Megaton. <laughs> yeah, so we <it> up. <laughs> uh.
So, Dave, you know what I just realized? I forgot to stop pausing the recording. When did you pause the recording? No, I didn't. Oh, yeah, so, no, I, I knew that this was oh, all being recorded. Okay, so are we done anyway, now? Yeah, have a good week, everyone. Jeez. This is episode 165, recorded live on Saturday, August 7th, 2010. All right. So, uh, should we... Random topic? Yeah, random topic. Let's get on to this, and then we'll wrap it up. Sure. I rolled ahead of time. Random topic is ballpoint or fountain pen. Oh. What? What mm. fountain pen? I'm, I'm sorry, did you just ask, what's a fountain pen? Yes. Yes, I did. I just asked, what is a fountain pen? Andy, fountain pen's the, the pens with, like, an inkwell? Like the old school ones. You, know, you you dip the pen, you suck up some of the ink, and then it slowly lets it out. But I thought the ones in the the old comedy routines where you'd squirt someone with the ink. Oh, they're the ones with the the crazy tips. Yeah. Oh, that's a fountain pen. It's actually well, a, a. I think neo- there's kind of like there's something missing from this whole question because you know shouldn't it be like fountain pen versus ballpoint pen versus gel pen because really like i don't consider a gel pen a ballpoint pen oh it's certainly not a ballpoint but i i don't know i guess we could throw gel point gel pens in there actually there's a new pen that i found it, it's a, it, for all intents and purposes it's a ballpoint but it's got a really weird ink that erases with friction so you write with the pen, and you can erase it with the tip. Wow. So it's not like the erasable pens that really didn't erase? No, it, it actually does, like, erase. Well, we could, just, we could just go even further. We'll just say, okay, gel pens versus ballpoint pens versus fountain pens versus the quill. Well, the quill is really a fountain it's, pen. Yeah, it's really the same thing. It is? Oh. Yeah, that, that's the same principle. Man, I do not know these. <laughs> you don't know your pens. No. You need to get to know your stationery there, son. But you could do, like, charcoal, maybe? I I, I know my off-white versus my white and the different reams of paper and the... Uh, there's, there, there's pens, and then there's two types of paper. You have the paper you buy at Myers or Walmart, and then you have some fancy paper that you get at uh, FedEx or Kinko's. Two types of paper? Yes. There are two types of paper and one type of pen. It's a pen. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm a stationary nut. I admit it. I have an unhealthy obsession with stationary. When I went to Japan a couple months ago, I went to this store that had a whole floor dedicated to like pens and shit. And I went insane. Um, And I'm going to call it right now for the ballpoint pen. Really? I'm calling it for ballpoint. Calling it for ballpoint? Yes. I don't know. I mean, there's, there's something about fountain pens and maybe it's just like, uh, there, there's a cultural thing to it because it's kind of a neo-traditional bar mitzvah gift is to give a fountain pen. Really? Yeah, but, I don't know where it came from or why it happened, but that it's a kind of a traditional gift of here's a fountain pen. Congratulations, now you're a man. I don't know why. Congratulations, actually, here's a man. Congratulations on being a man. Here's a pen that you probably don't know how to use. Right, yeah. and you're not going to. <laughs> that said, that pen was the finest pen I've ever owned. I do have to say, I own some nice cross pens. They're around here somewhere. If, if I ever were in a position where I had to sign formal documents, I'd want to use a fountain pen. However, you don't know how to use it, so your signature's going to wind up looking like ass. Well, you practice with it for a little bit. <laughs> you have to practice writing? Didn't you? <laughs> what is it, the elementary school? Didn't you have to practice writing when you first started picking up pens and pencils? Yes, but... If you were to pick up a tablet, wouldn't you have to practice writing? No, it's a tablet. Oh, really? Unless I had to learn Palm's crazy writing thing. Hey, I did have to learn that. Graffiti? I got good at that. But if I wanted to go and learn about the pen now... If I just because I can just pick up a, a, a pick a ballpoint pen, I can pick a gel pen, a felt tip marker. I don't have to practice writing. Yeah, well, fountain pens actually aren't that different. But I just feel like it, plus I'm left-handed, so that's I'm I just know that ink is well, not going to be dry you're enough. You're just screwed. Period. I mean, oh, it's just you know what you could do is is you could learn to write backwards. I know how to write backwards by like write spelling out all the letters backwards. Yeah, but I don't know how to start from the. No, you, you start from the right side of the page and you write backwards. I wonder if I could do my signature backwards. How would that work? Not well. <laughs>
Um, yeah, this is not working. Yeah, mine is way too slanty to be able to write it backwards. It's not too bad. So you're going to go for the... I'm going to go for I, I don't care. You've got one for the ballpoint. Dave, what are you going to go for, the fountain pen? Uh, no, I, I think ballpoint wins in general use. Fountain pen's this kind of special thing. It's the pen you use on holidays. <laughs> it's the pen you use to sign your Christmas cards. You don't have Christmas cards, Dave. I don't have a fountain pen either. <laughs> Fine. Well, I, I do have this awesome friction pen that erases. Where did you get this thing? I need to know. Office Max. Really? Or Target, one or the other. It's, it it's from Pilot. It's F-R-I-X-I-O-N. Oh my god, I have to have this. Remove by friction. Now, if you're left-handed, are you totally screwed? Because basically you're going to write, and then when your hand passes over the paper, it's going to erase no, what you no, just it wrote? It actually takes a, a bit of work. The end of the pen is kind of this, it's a pseudo-eraser. It's rubber, but it's not rubber that's going to fall apart like an eraser would. And you use that to rub off the pen. Okay. It's pretty cool, though. It really is. What other f- sort of fancy pens are there other than cross pens? Fountain pens. Well, I yes, I know, and Cross Pen makes fountain pens, but it, no, there's no company because you have like the big oh, pens, like big fancy pen companies. Yes, or is it just Cross now? Graf von Faber Castell. I I don't know. World's ten most expensive pens. <laughs> oh. All right, Dave. While you're looking that up, I'm gonna close this out. Okay, Aubrey. Before we go, we always let our guests pimp whatever site they would like to pimp. What site would you like to pimp? Um, you know, I'm going to go with the very predictable southpeakgames.com, which is obviously the website of my employer, South Peak Games. Um, yeah, so go there and then find us on Twitter and Facebook. I'm guessing and Twitter is... Twitter, Twitter is South Peak Games, and then uh, my, my personal Twitter is uh, Chupacabri, like the Chupacabra, but with my name. And uh, Facebook is also just South Peak Games. Okay. Dave, have, you, right. have you found the most expensive pen yet? No, but I found a good company, Visconti, V-I-S-C-O-N-T-I dot I-T. They're Italian? Yeah. Ooh. Check them out. All right. I'm just going to go back to using side. Okay. One last thing. The pens that I've gotten for working with the census, mm-hmm. they're crap. Yeah. Just, just letting you know. Grayson Thai Limited Edition Fountain Pen. These pens are sold for twenty-two dollars to $24,000 each. Oh, I'm sorry. I'd rather buy a car, you know, instead of a pen. Or if you buy a pen that actually costs, costs more than the car that you're signing it with. Yeah. $730,000 is the most expensive writing pen ever created. It is a creation, a joint creation between Montblanc and Van Cleef and Arpels. I didn't understand a single word you just said there. There are names. Oh, okay. All right. That's a very expensive pen. Okay. I think cool. we're going to close cool. on that. Okay. Thank you, Aubrey, for joining us. Thanks. And have a good week, everyone. This is episode 166, recorded live on Saturday, August 14th, 2010. Speaking of death and destruction, we should hit the random topic. Uh-oh. Okay. What do we got? I rolled ahead of time. How would you catch Roadrunner and know you cannot just shoot it? So, we're Wiley Coyote. We're out west, and we have to catch the Roadrunner. A laser beam. <laughs> what What kind of, yeah, what kind of, like, technology? Are we limited to Wiley Coyote technology? Is this just anything? Oh, believe me, Acme could make anything. Have you not seen... Acme could make anything. So, okay. do, you, up- do you have to catch it or just kill it? I don't know. Sometimes oh, he tried to catch him. Sometimes he tried to kill him by, you know, like, dro- dropping a giant rock on his head or... Right. right. Well, I think the idea is he wanted to eat him, but some of those things would go a little overboard, <laughs> and, and there wouldn't be much left to eat. <laughs> so, so, in this in this instance though we're allowed to completely annihilate the roadrunner sure i think so bunker buster yeah an incredible amount of c4 i would just level the entire southwest yeah (laughs) (laughs) i would wipe out the entire roadrunner species (laughs) uh or a a roadrunner specific virus (laughs) 
Because you know, there's the times where he would always set out the bird seed and the roadrunner road road would come and eat it. Yeah. It's like, it was his own bird seed that you couldn't like trigger the thing fast enough. Yeah. Why right? just poison the bird seed? <laughs> the bird seed with arsenic. <laughs> then it probably wouldn't be very tasty, but hey. <laughs> Oh man, those were fun cartoons though, because just or, they were or, so off the wall too. It's oh, like, oh yeah, yeah, I'll put a giant rocket on my back, and then I'll be get, able to catch him. You get the bird seed and you put it out there. Nothing, no tricks, no nothing. The next time you put the bird seed, you add a little bit of like crushed almond, and then next time you add just a little more of crushed almonds, right? Or rice, a little, or Alka-Seltzer. No, no, crushed almonds, right? <laughs> Alka-Seltzer. It's, it's perfectly fine. And then eventually, you switch from crushed almonds to cyanide. <laughs> Note to self. Dave offers me some sort of almond cookies. Turn them down. <laughs> Speaking of Dave and food, uh, I found out I think all roasted nuts have wheat starch in them. Oh, cool. Yeah. I, I might actually just... not have reactions to wheat. Really? What yeah. the hell was that? What the hell was that crap at PAX then? I don't know. No, I got a... Um, oh, here's a question. Are there any glu- any alternatives to breadcrumbs that you can eat that are, like, similar in... Gluten-free breadcrumbs? I mean, do they have those? <laughs> you can buy gluten-free bread? So they... Sh- okay, good. Because, uh, yeah, Spook makes all his burgers with breadcrumbs in them, so we need to make sure we don't kill you. Yeah, I... You know, just give me some ground beef. I can make a pretty good burger. I mean, he can make the burgers without breadcrumbs in them. It's just... It's, yeah, you know, actually, uh, what's better than breadcrumbs? Don't tell mm-hmm. I said that, but... Uh, uh, chopped onion. Yes. I think he puts that in too. Okay, good. The breadcrumbs are there to absorb... Uh, Moisture and juice. Right, to keep it deep. So, like, his burgers don't lose weight when they cook. Right. It's They're amazing. But, uh, you know, I can afford to lose some of the grease. That's fine. Yeah, we'll work it out. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so... Our burgers are so easy. You just buy it and you buy the, the pound of beef. You break it in half, put another half in the freezer, break that in half, two quarter pounders, some garlic powder, some onion powder, and some salt and pepper. They're simple, yeah. but they're tasty. Yeah, Spook's burgers are a little more complex. Um, most of them involve, you know, vegetables inside the burger and cheese in the middle. Oh, uh, oh. oh yeah, no. I'm going to eat well this Pex. Very well. This is why we're staying at the Homewood with the kitchen. Yeah. He made burgers last year in the bathroom, on the bathroom counter of our of our hotel room uh, at, the, at the Hyatt. I remember year. that. Oh, man, the bathroom smelled amazing. <laughs> you know? <laughs> we had the best smelling bathroom at Pex. <laughs> but yeah, so that's why we opted for the Homewood, which is just on the other side of Freeway Park. People go, oh, it's too far. It's on the other side of Freeway Park. Freeway Park runs right into the convention center. Yeah, you, yeah. that's how we got from there to um, the hotel we stayed at the first year. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. We just cut across the park the entire time. They cut it like five, ten minutes off the time. Oh, yeah. Was that was, was that the, um, did you guys stay at the Crown, the Crown Royal? Yeah, the Crown Royal. Yeah, I stayed there. That was the Royal. first year. Oh. We all stayed oh. there. No, Crown Plaza. Yeah. Crown Royal is whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> which you buy at the booze barn. <laughs> which I did have at the Crown, at the Crown Plaza. <laughs> but uh, it's always so cheap at the booze barn. It's like $18 for a fifth. How can you pass that up? Uh, uh, but yeah, but no, um, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was such a brutal walk up that hill. I didn't know about Freeway Park uh, way until like Sunday that year. Yeah, I was walking up and down straight across. Yeah, because you'd walk walk down the hill and then get in the building and take the escalators back up the hill, basically. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And then you suddenly realize, wait a second, those doors lead out to the park. That's the same park that we just passed walking down the hill. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, took me forever to figure that one out. But yeah, um, but yeah, this is like on the other side, um, in the other direction, but through Freeway Park. And there's because I guess all the Homewood uh, suites used to be apartment buildings, like everywhere, uh, supposedly. So this one used to be an apartment building, and actually some of the rooms have balconies. So I need to like call them up and see about getting one of those because I don't know if all of, I don't think all of them have a balcony. Mm. But it would be very nice. I do enjoy a balcony. Uh, but yes, yes, we're going to eat very well, <laughs> very very well, and very cheap. <laughs> Yay, cheap and good food. Right. Instead of spending, uh, you Although know. Although I do plan on going. At least once to jump uh, up uh, PF Tanks. Mm. Dave, yeah, we I have mean, to I'm... hit that salami place again too. Oh God, Mo, you got to come with me on Friday. Yeah, Friday morning. Oh, you're okay. stopping Friday morning? Well, I Friday early afternoon. That. Okay, I got to check times on that because I have. Uh, there's a panel like at I think ten thirty on Friday. Yeah, well, <laughs> no, not on Friday. I think at like four. Or yeah, we could we can hit that up. 
Um, God, yeah. What else do I got? There's so much. The pack schedule. That pack schedule came out, and there are two panels I want to see back to back, and one of them is like in the theater in the Sheridan, <laughs> and the other one's in the convention center. Don't make it back to back. That's fine. Huh? So you just you'll miss like the first five minutes. Yeah, I'll figure it. You know, out. Like things start on time, anyways. Yeah. The nice thing because all of the panels that I want to see, other than like the main big stuff are all like around the same subject of community management. So they can't actually overlap them because a lot of the times the same people have to be on multiple panels. So I get, I get out lucky that way that none of them actually overlap, mm-hmm. but they do run. Those two do run very close together. Uh, but yes, for the people who aren't aware, the pack schedule is out and live and still subject to a few updates and changes, but for the most part is, uh, yeah, what you see is what you got. Um, and if stuff you don't see stuff you know is going to be there on the schedule, on, on the pack site, check the schedule grid, because they may not have just gotten the uh, panel description in yet. So for all of you out there panicking that your favorite uh, people who said they were going to have a panel and you don't see it on the description, look they at the schedule grid, because it's probably still there. Yes. Also, if you're still not sure, just email the people, you know, website, podcast, whoever's doing a panel, that you know they're doing a panel, just email them and ask them, hey, I hear you're doing a panel, uh, do you know when it is? Because... All the panelists know when their panels are, so yeah. they should be willing to tell you because they want you to be there. <laughs> All right, Mo, before you go, yeah. what website do you want to plug? Oh, what website to plug? I don't have a website to plug at this time. What? <laughs> Dude, my, my, my semester got so busy that I haven't even been able to, to keep a blog together. Fail. <laughs> I know. Fail. <laughs> All right, what's the website for plug- Monday Night Combat? Um, uh, Uberent.com. Yes, uberent.com. It's uh, it's somewhere over arcade. I think it's still in the on, on the spotlight when you turn on your 360. Uh, it's be like first thing you see. It's 1,200 points. Buy it. Uh, I also bought worth it. I also bought the, uh, the the theme for my 360 because nice. I was still using the very very old rock band theme from the old dashboard. <laughs> Like, that's how long it's been since I changed the theme on my 360. But I had like I had like 310 points left over, and there's not a whole lot you can do with 310. No, no. And there's some indie games and stuff or something in the future. Well, I had been trying to do that, but the thing is, is I I always come out about 90 points short, and you can't buy 90 points. Yeah. So now I've got like 40 points instead of 310. So there you go. Thanks, Microsoft, for your increment sales of points. All right, so I'm actually now going to stop recording because it's okay. going to be a fun one to edit. <laughs> Not yourself. Enjoy. Oh, damn you, Mo. <laughs> this is episode 167, recorded live on Sunday, August 22nd, 2010. Oh, All right, so random topic? Sounds good. Okay, so... um. I rolled this ahead of time, and I swear this was not on purpose. This was rolled beforehand, before we ever even played. I even even knew of a game called Ticket to Ride. But the random <laughs> topic was, how far have you traveled by train in North America? Milwaukee to Detroit. Well, it wasn't even to Detroit. Milwaukee to Ann Arbor. So let's just see how far that is on Google Maps. Get directions. As it Google Maps finally there we go. Milwaukee, Wisconsin to Ann Arbor, Michigan by I think it's about five hundred miles. Four hundred some miles. Three hundred and thirty miles. Cool. Really? That's it? Yep. Taking I ninety four east, five hours and fifty five minutes. Yeah, no, it doesn't take that. <laughs> uh, if that's if Chicago, you know, is a barren wasteland. And no, I, I, it, usually we do it in about five hours. Well, someone's a little speedy. Not really. Think about it, Andy. 330 miles at 60 miles an hour. Oh, you're right. But okay, so 330 miles, the farthest you've traveled by train. By train. I have traveled from technically it was we we left the Amtrak station in Ann Arbor but um since the Amtrak train in Ann Arbor only goes between Chicago and Detroit we didn't want to take the train all the way back into Chicago to take it all the way out east to New York where we were going mm-hmm. so we had to drive take a bus down to Toledo and wait for the train there so in from Toledo Ohio to New York City 
New York, New York. That is 560 miles. That's about as farthest I have gone. So not much further. By train. Oh, no, 200 miles further. Yeah. I was like, what am I saying? It's almost twice the distance. (laughs) 300 miles versus 560 miles? Yeah. Hey, 330, thank you. Still, it's 300 versus 500. Right. But yes, that is the farthest I have traveled by train. I have also taken the train from Chicago to uh, Kalamazoo, and I've taken the train from Kalamazoo to Ann Arbor and back. It it, it was okay. It, it wasn't... It's, I mean, it's nice that you don't have to do anything. Yeah. Once you're on the train, you can read, play games, do whatever, but it can get boring. Are you easily bored, Dave? Yes. When your laptop battery dies on you? Yeah. Of course, this laptop could make it from one to the other quite easily. Well, yeah, your little tiny little laptop. This. And it was nicer okay. in the business class, though, because the, then you got your own seat. You didn't have to worry. Cause the, the general seating is kind of hard, especially when you're basically in the middle of two routes. Mm-hmm. So you have to... I had no problem with that. That's because you were getting in on Chicago when you're coming from... Cause you, had to, you had to change trains in Chicago, I'm guessing. Yes, I did. Because the Chicago-Detroit line is different than the Chicago-Milwaukee. Yep. So when you're getting in on Chicago, there's no problem finding a seat. When you're getting on in Kalamazoo and you're halfway through that route, it's hard. Uh, I guess that could be a pain. Yeah. And you're always stuck to somebody who's eating a liver and onion sandwich or something. Oh. Actually, in in Union, Chicago, right? Grand Central is in New York? Yes. Union is in Chicago? Yes. Okay. In Union Station, there is a really, really good... Uh, rib joint. It's like a literally a hole in the wall fast food rib joint, and it's really tasty. Are you talking about Robinson's ribs? I have no idea. Because probably you have the the hot dog place, the Chinese place, the burrito place, the Pizza Hut, and the rib place, and the rib place, and the rib place is really tasty. And there's a so McDonald's. if you're ever in Chicago, you should stop there. Actually, there's probably way better places to stop in Chicago. If you're ever in Union Station, you should stop there. <laughs> Also, side note, Union Station is not open all the time. 24-7. No. No, no, they aren't. I found that out after I left O'Hare Airport at... Four in the morning. Something like that, and had to wait a couple hours waiting for Union Station to open up. Yeah. All right. I think that's everything. That, That is basically everything. Okay. Well, Andy, it was good seeing you this weekend. Can't believe uh, you beat me in Ticket to Ride. That would have been nice, though. I, First I, time to play the game, and I almost won. Yeah. No, I, I can believe I beat you. Ouch, Dave. I can't believe you lost on... What the hell was that? What? <laughs> you said... Easy. Uh, that would be the fact that I'm broadcasting through my phone. <laughs> oh, Dave, you and technology. That's what yeah. I get my Anyways, laughs from. I know. Okay, well, thanks for listening, everyone, and see you next week. Yep. This is episode 169, recorded live on September 5th, 2010. I'm going to moderate the moderator again, uh, because if I'm... I... Yeah, we gotta move on to the random topic. No, we don't. Yes. No, we do. No, we still got like 15 minutes. No, no. we don't. No. We're at an hour and 15 minutes. Yes. And you said we have an hour and 30 minutes. Ah, no, no. Tony, we, we gotta move on. Simmer down. Simmer down, simmer down. Okay, so what's the random topic? Um, since I didn't actually have a random topic list here. We generated one. We generated one. Um, business cards. Especially at PAX, there's a lot of them. Everybody's got them. All the media. It's the only way I was able to get to Mike and Jerry with how the hell to pronounce that guy's name. I had a... The uh, place that I got my business cards put too much ink on them, so they all smeared. Oh, Oh, no. The day before PAX. Where did you get them? Actually, no. Side story. I I, I went to this party on Friday. They they let me play a couple chips in the show. They do a podcast. It's Sarcastic Gamer. You've heard about them. They do X-Life. It was the X-Life kickoff party. One of the guys, Lano, invited me to come onto their onto their podcast to talk about my music and he was also interviewing the girls from Game Crush which you know we all make jokes about it I got a chance to talk to them outside they actually know their shit about video games so 
I mean, they're not too bad about it, and it's not a cam site. At least that's what they tell me. I don't know from personal experience. But they've got really cool business cards where it's them playing online, and on the back it has all of the games that they play and all the stuff that they're into. So. And they're really cute. Sorry. What type of information would you guys say needs to be on a business card? Because I've got the name. I've got, well, I've got Anthony. I've got Andy on there. I've got the podcast. I've got the address, telephone number, cell phone number, Twitter, gamer tag, Facebook page. That's way that's, more than I That know, might be over. Right, right. Andy, that's way too much. That Andy. is way too much. My, my ones that I got made because I was working in VIP and needed to give them to people to say, hey, if you need me, you can get hold of me. Mine just has my cell number, uh, email, Twitter, and gamer tag. And my, my name and handle, of course, well, because well, they... What's important to have your name? I, really, name, purpose, contact. That's and you really only need one. Like, I, I, I always actually hold it to the name, purpose, and then email address. I, because you can always send off an email and then send the rest of the contact information. Emails, all, uh, like, you take that easy, relatively easy, one thing rather than bombarding with, like, 15 freaking contact points. What I was going to say is what I actually do is on uh, one side on the uh, cards that I used to have for the Naked Gamer, I, Naked Gamers, I would um, put uh, the logo and what's that, that uh, what's it called, that Bluetooth there, the uh, scanner tag, and the, QR scan, the QR code, and the QR code actually helps all my in-depth information, my Twitter, my Gamer Tag, all the little, yeah, that's a pretty good way to do it. Yeah, all the BS that should not be actually on the entire business card, and on my proper business card, on the back it says, J. Bickford, the Naked Gamers, contributing writer, XBLA, blah, 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 and then JB at my at the, at the website. Especially with uh, the, cap, the smartphones coming out, all the Android devices, the iPhones, uh, QR codes are huge now. My phone wouldn't be able to handle it. Because your phone sucks. You have a, a four-year-old BlackBerry clunker. You, you really need to upgrade, sir. <laughs> and, and also, to be perfectly honest, like, I mean, to be blatantly blunt, you, when you have three-quarters of your business card coming Covered with contact info, you're taking away from the opportunity of putting a good digital design on there that will really that will really capture the eye of, of the person and keep making them go. Oh, that's a really cool one. I'm going to stick this on the top of the pile. But why, Johnny? Why do you have cards from Game Crush? Like I said, they were on that podcast, and literally they were like they were so outgoing. That I was just like, "Hey, you're here. Here's a card." It's like I'm, I'm like I was like I don't even know you. They're like they were like, "Hi, how are you? You a gamer? Yeah, here. Just, okay. just as long as you're not going to actually you know no. use the service. I'm not. They were cute and they're really awesome to talk to, and they know their shit. But no, I'm not. I, a, I can't afford it. B, I'm not that. <laughs> 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 I like that. A, and more important. Yeah, that's your primary reason. I can't afford it. That's great. Good job. Man with priority. Okay. Of course. So I want to I want to say something to this. Uh, two things. Uh, first off, I've been here. This is my third year. This is Tony's third year. This is your third. This is Cuz's third year. RC's fourth year. Was, well, you're right. I was at eight. You're right. So, so yeah, it, we'll count it. We'll that's count like it. one and a half. So yeah. So all right, we'll call it one and a half. Zero's been here twice. Dave's been here six times. One and a, five and a half times you're counting. Five and a half. Okay, whatever. Just okay. Five times for me. Five times for Andy. I'm the PAX veteran. Was I'm this was this the best PAX ever? No, not for me because the first PAX was my uh, was my favorite PAX. Having the impact of doing the Bad Horse, which still is the best prank for me, and then also having just um, one the ba- that was some of the most fun games I ever came across and got to play at that time with the demos that they had. It was the amazing experience of meeting all the kick-ass people that are currently sitting around me, and uh, just the just, oh my gosh, everything being brand new and sparkly and beautiful and unique and just wow um, that still lingers and that's still just there's a nostalgia to it that cannot that has not been so uh, yes in a very very short answer but okay um, no and I'm, I can't really go into this in much detail it's it's like saying that there, there's a finite amount of love Is it's not true there is no best packs all the packs are fantastic my thing was this is my first year as media at any event ever so to go from a regular attendee where it's like haha everything's fun and great to I have to work sometimes was horrible on another note I also was working on a side project for some people that, you know, set up packs, which was to uh, start working on better plans for accessibility for people with special needs. So I had most of packs that wasn't on media was spent just looking around going, what can we improve? I realized that as much as I love packs, it's accessible physically, but a lot has to be done in the ways of uh, getting awareness to, to physically able packs about the disabled one. Oh, and um, out of curiosity, would you be willing to uh, maybe have contact uh, emails from others, other handicapped individuals that went around packs to maybe 
get their input on it? Oh yeah, I'm always I'm always up to listen to that. I, I, I mean, I was in talk with a guy from AbleGamers.com uh, earlier at PAX, and I, I've got I've been talking up to everybody else that I, I meet that that is a disabled gamer. About my website is www.thenakedgamersplural.com, and uh, you can look, if you look on that site, you'll find me under Jay Bickford, or you can always send me an email. I'm always open to anybody's emails. I like to you know BS on a regular basis. It's zero hour hero, all spelled out at gmail.com. Yeah, so if you came, so if you're from, you went to Prime or East, I would, I mean, send them off an email and give some inputs. Uh, if you're familiar with that concept, or you're actually with, uh, with some of the procedures and, and what, what are some of the structural necessities for, as, as well as if you're handicapped, because that could probably end up helping you out a lot. Andy? Uh, short answer, no. It just seemed, the panels were not the best, the expo hall seemed way too many people in lines. It, it almost had a little bit of feel of, uh, the Mayberry Center from Mayberry Center from uh, that those lines that year was just ridiculous. Yeah. Whatever the other the old Belleville Bellevue. Bellevue. I didn't wasn't even here when it was at Maiden Bower, and I knew it was called Maiden Bower. Okay. I'm gonna say yes, and simply because in this PAX I was able to relax. I was able to to be able to do stuff, and then I had some of the most freaking fun I ever had. I was able to see some of the expo hall, some of the panels, some of my friends, hang out some of the time. You got the proto men to now want to make you a rock star. That's part of it. Um, I'm kind of with you, Tony, and I'll say no that probably my first year was the best year because all the stuff that I got to do. But I mean, this year had amazing points. Like, like Dave, I think all packs are good for different reasons. We, I mean, this year, but this year, one of the things that did kind of sour was the just the expansiveness of packs. Having having main theater at Benaroya from an from from a bang ring from from an enforcer point of view, that was especially someone who's looking after bands. That was a logistical fucking nightmare. We had so much trouble with that. So yeah, and uh, so did a lot of the bands. So yeah, that that kind of soured it a little in terms of work. But in terms of going around and enjoying things, this was fucking great. Uh, uh, again, they, they keep outdoing themselves. I mean, next year I think we're not going to have a queue at all by the looks because the only place they can expand is that queue room. For me, um, I wouldn't necessarily say it's the best, but uh, I will definitely say I had a lot of fun this year. I'm uh, more on the social aspect than with the actual uh, um, uh, with the actual event itself. Like basically just a lot of the more chill stuff, like hanging out with you guys, hanging out with the load ready run guys, and basically just you know kind of schlepping at the entire packs. That that was what was fun to me. The panels and everything else, I mean, were they're okay. But I mean, overall, I mean, I've got to say, I mean, it's like either my first or second year would definitely be way over the top better. Okay, no, cool. Well, I, uh, I'm i going to steal the mic from the moderator. I just want to give everyone one chance to kind of plug their own websites. Uh, so, Zero, you first? Uh, yeah, uh, you can always find me at The Naked Gamers, which is www.nakedgamers.com. I'm pretty sure if you Google it, you will find it. It's, a, it's an easily rememberable place. Johnny? Uh, yeah, www.gamecrushwait. No, um... <laughs> No, uh, it's uh, epic. It's ep- <laughs> epicdefault.com. Uh, actually, I don't really participate too much, too much more in that. Besides trying to edit some podcasts whenever I can, Tony does more though. Yeah, so yeah, but just go to epicdefault.com. You'll find all the information there with the, all the great stuff we have. Um, I don't have a website, but um, if anyone wants to get in contact with me at any time, it's rcars2, R-C-A-R-S-2, at gmail.com. I'm currently homeless, but uh, well, in terms of websites, because Leapix has died, and I'm soon bringing up a new one about my role-playing game experiences. Um, I don't really put... What? We're trying to get you to join our website. I see YMCA going on in the back. We do. Okay, so... So that was a complete craziness. Um, thank you, everybody, for this. Oh my God, the editing's gonna kill me. All right. Hey, hey, hey. At least it's not as bad as last year. Oh eight. Yeah. That is true. All right. Well, you said no, no, no. You said an hour and thirty minutes. This is an hour and twenty-eight minutes and twenty-seven seconds. Good. Okay. Wait, 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 w
didn't know about this until I appeared. When was the last time you shopped at Kmart? Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago? Yes. What did you get at Kmart two weeks ago? Uh, soda. Ah. Last time I shopped at the Kmart here was when they were going out of business. Both of the Kmarts here went out of business last fall. Well, fall, spring, somewhere in there. So that was kind of sad because there are now no more Kmarts in the Kalamazoo area. Yep. They're a disappearing breed. I hear they're starting the blue light special thing again, though. Which is? Uh, they, they flash a blue light and there's a sale. <laughs> Very descriptive. Blue light special. It's a special yes. when we have a blue light. Okay. They start spinning a blue light, and poof, there's a sale. Now, I do have to say, though, I did shop at the Kmart in Glendive, Montana. Really? Yes. Like last week? Yes. Okay. Because um, there's a Kmart right next to the Pizza Hut. Oh, Glendive. And normally their beverages are cheap. Yes. Compared to the gas station. So yes. fill up a gas, it get a some Kmart. pizza, grab a drink for the road. How was the CC? Oh, yeah, well, I guess everyone knows you were at PAX because you were on the PAX episode. Yes. Jackass. It would be kind of hard to um, have me on a show with one microphone not being there. <laughs> when we weren't connected to the internet. Yes. Jackass. Eh, I thought it was funny. I thought it was funnier that I somewhat called it the week before in the PAX 10 episodes. Yes, but what if, uh, you calling it was not that... You were just saying, oh, I bet you're doing something. I'm like, I'm not doing anything. Yeah, well, I, I didn't know, but, you know, as I described it to everyone who asked me at PAX, it was a surprise that wasn't surprising. What I hated was I had set up, like, a whole bunch of stuff. Or I had my Google location still in Portage, and I had a whole bunch of stuff with the Twitter accounts, with the CCST Twitter accounts, a whole bunch of stuff. And you're like, eh, I didn't pay attention to any of that. Yeah, I really didn't. I'm like, okay, whatever. Like I created a huge. And he's like, did you see that my Google Latitude never left Portage? I'm like, no, I don't generally look at your Google Latitude. Well, like, well, if you would have just looked at Google Latitude, it would have shown up. But and the CCST Twitter account saying, hey, now that QS isn't on there, everybody else needs to keep track of their gas mileage. Mm-hmm. Didn't pay attention to that either, did you? Not really, no. Yeah. So huge, huge backstory to cover my trails, and and I was oblivious. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And then Andy shows up at the airport. Stupid glass windows. Bah, ha, 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 ha. Glass windows and my uh, my ride. Yeah, she stared at me and I'm like, hi. And then you look over and you're like, oh. He's with me. <laughs> you were just too quick. I thought you were going to have to like wait at the baggage carousel for a second. But no, you just went down that escalator and out the door. Bam. I had to run for a little bit to catch up with you. Oh, well. It was fun. I got some more stuff. Yep. And a Waldo pony now. I got two t-shirts sitting here. I, got I need my- to get rid of these. <laughs> I'm not going to wear those. <laughs> I've got my, I had gotten my three t-shirts for the ride back. Yep. Well, I've got wait, I like I I have two packaged t-shirts here oh. that I need to get rid of. The uh Intel ones. The Intel. Yeah. Man, I wish I could package t-shirts like this. <laughs> hey man, all you got to do is just get some space saver bags, the kind that you don't need a uh vacuum for. Mhm. Just get some of the travel ones. You can just roll them up there and flatten everything out. Yeah, but not to this. No. I don't even know how they do this. Lots and lots of high-pressured machinery. I guess so. All right. Well, I, I think that's probably it then. Yes. So if you have a better name for our new section, email Send us. It. I'm working on a, a costume uh, 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 comment system thing that will hopefully be up sometime soon. Hopefully. So that you guys have a way to contact us and a way to be a community. Right. Yes. When pigs fly, Dave. I know. Well, Andy, you know that you, we, we said yeah, that I know. about Duke something Duke else. Forever came out, so pigs yeah, are like, about to start flying. So hell froze over. Pigs have wings, and yeah. This is episode 171, recorded live on Thursday, September 16th, 2010. And last but not least, Andy, the random topic, if you please. I rolled ahead of time. What would it take for you to ditch your flat screen and go back to a CRT monitor? For the CRT means the 
old cathode ray tube. Yeah, the old TV-looking monitors. The big, heavy TV-looking monitors. I would need to be paid, and I'd need a new desk. (laughs) Because my desk would not take two 24-inch CRTs. Those things were heavy. I just had the one, and my CRT monitor, the plastic was from like the 80s, and so the plastic started getting brittle. The monitor broke its own stand that it was sitting on because it was so heavy. Like, yeah. I'm just sitting there, and I'm trying to move it, and all of a sudden I just hear a snap, and I look in the back, and the plastic has actually been cracked around the base because it was so heavy that it cracked its own freaking thing. Oh, so yeah, you, you need a new desk. You need something that's big because the CRT monitors were not did not have that high of a resolution unless you got into the giant ones. And most of the pluses for the CRT monitor have kind of disappeared. Like, I don't really see ghosting on a LCD. No, you, you won't. And there's no burn... Well, to speak of, there's no burn-in. Yeah, for an LCD. I, Yeah, even the plasmas now don't have burn-in, which was their major concern back then. So, I need somebody to carry it. I would have to get another monitor, because there's no way in hell I'm taking that to any LAN party at all. Yep. And new debt... Oh, God. Those CRT monitors were a pain in the... But, plus, most of the stuff now, you'd have to get a widescreen CRT monitor. And we're not sure if anybody even makes those. Do they make a widescreen CRT? I don't know. I think we've probably answered the question at this point, though. Uh, yeah. 34-inch widescreen CRT, $963. Wow! 30-inch widescreen CRT HDTV, $269. Whew, that's got to be a pain in the... Mm. Oh, there's a HD widescreen monitor that cannot do progressive scan images, which makes no sense. Oh, no, wait, yeah, it does. Oh, jeez. And you'd have to get a flat screen to CRT, too. Be even heavier, because it's more glass in the front. Right. So, I'm not thinking there's much that could get me back to a CRT monitor. Oh, they're big, they're bulky, they're expensive, they're... They take up way more power, too, don't they? Yes. Oh, yes. Plus, they're analog, too, so you can't really get any... Yes, you could get a high-def signal to it, but you would have to convert it from digital back to analog before you displayed it, which means you would lose some of the clarity. Yeah, so not so much. No. No. No, no, no. Nope, nope, nope. All right. Well, I think that's it. Yep. Thank you, Andy, for agreeing to record on the off day. Eh, every day's an off day for me now. Well, I meant like off of our regular schedule. Oh. Seeing as how it's Thursday. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm going to go back to Fallout 3 because it's raining up. Raining? Uh, yeah. Well, that's good to know. I'll be sure to take an umbrella. <laughs> oh, yeah, because the edge is at Lansing right now, so. Oh, jeez. All right. Good to know. Yep. Grab an umbrella, right. Dave. Bye, everyone. This is episode 173, recorded live on Saturday, October 2nd, 2010. Okay, so random topic, I rolled ahead of time. Koalas. Oh, they're adorable, and according to Stephen Colbert's TV show the other day, they have chlamydia, too. They have chlamydia? Yeah, that was part of the the threat down, was that uh, the the koala bears... um, Koalas have the... No, wait, that's gonorrhea. Yeah, they have chlamydia. And so the threat was the people, whoever is screwing the um, koalas... It's like, stop doing that. <laughs> the, That's awful. The koalas should also call all their previous partners. Yep. And that supposedly Jack Hanna was going to get an interesting phone call at three in the morning. That's terrible. I've seen a koala in person. There was one at the Cleveland Zoo. Yeah? Which Are they as cute as they look? He was, it was sleepy. And so the koala guy who was there watching him was bored out of his mind because it's the zoo in like February. So... Nobody really goes to the zoo in February. Yeah. So he was really excited to actually see some people there that day. And he was telling us all about koalas. Oh, boy. I think of, like, koalas and panda bears in, like, the same sort of mindset. Well, they're both fuzzy and cute. However, a panda is, is not a marsupial. 
I know, but pandas just eat, eat. bamboo, and koalas just eat something else, I do believe. Both of which are not really healthy for the animal, yet that's still their primary diets. Which is why koalas sleep so often, is because the, they, they get, they're basically malnutrition. Oh, koalas. Adorable. Vicious, evil-looking things, but still adorable. Hmm. I'm just still thinking about Carmen San Diego now. All right, I think we're done then. Yeah. Andy's stuck in a Carmen San Diego loop. We'll have to play Fallout 3 to get out of it. Have fun. Have fun. I might, I might play after my appointment if I have time before I have to go start grading papers. Dave, word of the advice is finish the grading of the papers first. <laughs> then play Civ 5. Yes. All right. God, oh, Civ 5. Oh. I. Mm. Bye.